543, good morning. Thanks for being with us on this Thursday. And it is one of the busiest new days in a while. News galore, a ton going on. Yeah, we just broke, shattered in some cases, another 18 records for warmth across the province yesterday, according to the latest stats from Environment Canada. Regina did not break a record. Cornac area hit 15, Rockland 16. Maple Creek, the darling of the warm areas, got up to 17.5 degrees. The community has come alive. And Maple Creek Mayor Michelle McKenzie says people are enjoying themselves as if spring is already here. Oh, we're still a little ways off of spring yet, officially. Today, we're saying hello to February. And if you look outside, if you go outside, you would never think it would be February in Saskatchewan. This warming trend, it'll continue this new month. As you just heard, eight today, seven tomorrow, nine on Saturday in Regina. That could uh, spell a couple more records. All three of those days, possibly, if the forecast holds. Yeah, I think records for warmth have fallen in communities across the province every day this week, I want to say. Hey, as of today, if you want to buy tobacco or vape products, you have to be at least 19 years old now. A one-year bump from 18, new law is now in effect. The Mo government first announced the change this past November. At the start of rotating strikes, they happen today for teachers as well, not province-wide, not in Regina. These will be for school divisions around Moose Jaw and Prince Albert, the Battle Fords as well. 35,000 students will be out of class, according to the Saskatchewan Teachers Federation, and so will 3,000 teachers. The latest move from the STF, as a group continues to search for a new contract and the moves, the chess moves that they're making with the provincial government to try to get a new contract. Again, class complexity and size, the big issues that teachers want in the contract. The Mo government says they don't want to put that in the contract. They feel that local school divisions have different needs, and so that could be handled on a local level versus putting it in the contract then you'd have to apply it all over the province. And of course, we're also talking this morning about the big news. The coroner's inquest in Melfort is over. We've been there every day for you for the last two and a half weeks. 29 recommendations we're learning were just made. So something like the mass stabbing by Miles Sanderson on and around James Smith Creation never happens again. We will fill you in on what those recommendations are coming up next. Billy Joel is releasing his first single in decades. Turn the lights back on today. I don't know if you heard it the other day. We got a little bit of a preview. Not much of one, but just a little slice of Billy Joel. Would love to see him perform at Madison Square Garden. But I do believe that he's wrapping up those shows at MSG uh, in the near future. So I guess time's running out and... That might never happen, at least for me, to see him at least there. Consistent sellouts at Madison Square Garden for him. And we talk about the records broken across the province yesterday. We're finding out 18 of them fell. This year's Taste of Cathedral was a record breaker. Between event entries, tasting tickets, silent auction sales, and donations, the event raised a little more than $15,000 for the Cathedral Village Arts Festival. So uh, a thumbs up. To them, well, the big news that we're following and this 
broke late yesterday afternoon after 11 days of testimony and just over a day of jury deliberations. The inquest into the mass murders on the James Smith Cree Nation and in nearby Weldon is now over. In Melfort, where the inquest was happening, the six-member jury came back with a total of 29 recommendations. Half of those were from jurors, roughly. The other half were from the presiding coroner, all in the hopes they can prevent incidents like Miles Sanderson stabbing Rampage from happening again in the future. The recommendations include more resources for programming, both inside and outside of jail, improved staffing in various RCMP units, and that the First Nation itself ensure house numbers and street signs are visible and mapped for emergency services. Now, what you're about to hear is the reaction from Chelsea Stone Stands, who's lost loved ones in the tragedy as well, Chief Coroner Clive Wayhill and RCMP Assistant Commissioner Rhonda Blackmore. We can't speak for everybody, but I felt blown away by all the considerations that was put into it. It's not perfect recommendations, but it's practical. And, you know, this inquest brought us together to seek truth and share truth together. And at the end of the day, I think there's comfort in this inquest and the recommendations. I believe the uh, the truth came out uh, on the factual circumstances of that day that the a lot of people on the First Nation didn't realize. I think we put together uh, a service to the First Nation and I think to the general public. We tried to uh, put as much ceremony as we could in this, as well as our legislative responsibilities. So. Uh, you know, we had sweat lodges, we had uh, pipe ceremonies, we had smudges, we had elders here. We've really expanded, I guess, uh, the scope of an inquest in Saskatchewan. We've really pushed the boundaries. We uh, almost were sidelining up to an inquiry type of, of, of an event rather than just, just an inquest. And I'm very proud of that. I think we've worked with the families. Uh, you could hear from what the families have said. Sure, they might have wanted some more recommendations. But by and large, uh, we saw some healing here. We saw people hugging. We saw people. The ice got broken, I believe, for this community, for families that had never seen each other since, that didn't want to see each other. And here they were. They were brought together in Melford, Saskatchewan. They got to uh, meet each other again. And uh, I believe that's a real stepping stone for the community to heal. I think there's some positive recommendations. Certainly, we're going to be taking a look at those to see uh, what we can do to implement and address the recommendations. Uh, we're already prior to today and, you know, uh, Soon after uh, the mass casualty incident, we've been working hard on some of those same uh, themes, you know, increasing communication with the with the First Nation, working with their security team that they've established and uh, have already taken steps to introduce that. Um, uh, at the testimony, uh, you may have heard one of my staff sergeants speaking to um, answering a question about incorporating family violence uh, into their risk management when they're looking at ranking offenders and risking offenders and including that uh, interpartner violence and domestic violence and that work already started uh, you know he recognized that's that's probably something really positive so we've already started looking at that and working on that so i think there's lots of lots of positive uh, that can come out of those recommendations and we'll talk to 980 cjme senior reporter lisa schick on this coming up just after the seven o'clock news in the meantime, head over to cjme.com. We have the recommendations up for you this morning. Plus, you can catch up on each day's story from the inquest. So 6.14 on your Thursday morning. It will be a warm day for teachers out on the picket lines today. Rotating strikes will begin today. So not province-wide, as we've seen 
the last couple times. The Saskatchewan Teachers Federation has called these one-day strikes. This time, it's just a little bit different. So teachers will be off the job, some 3,000 of them, which will mean that 35,000 kids, according to the STF, will be out of class. For school divisions around Moose Jaw, the Battle Fords, Prince Albert, those areas, doesn't impact Regina or Saskatoon, at least today. But again, we say the start of rotating strikes. What's the next step after that? That much we don't know yet. But teachers and their latest move to get class complexity and size included in their contract with the Mo government. This is the move they're taking. Over in Alberta, Premier Danielle Smith just announced changes affecting transgender people. That includes around pronouns at schools, with two advocacy groups threatening legal action over it now. Egal Canada is one of them involved in the court fight here, if that name sounds familiar to you, over this province's pronoun law in schools. In Alberta, Premier Smith says parental consent will be required for students aged 15 and under. Here at 16. Smith also announced limitations on gender affirmation surgeries and hormone treatment for teens, and as well on participation participation rather in sports for transgender athletes. So Alberta takes it just a little step further uh, than Saskatchewan and New Brunswick, who, of course, first had the pronoun law in place in Canada. Now we talk about the weather, 18 records. Yesterday across the province, the day before that, we had almost two dozen records broken. I think every day this week, we've seen records for warmth set. Cornac hit 15, Rockland 16, Maple Creek got up to 17.5 degrees. A couple days ago, what did they hit? 21. And as you've been hearing in the news with Andrew Shepard, Daniel Rich talked to the mayor of Maple Creek and... He says everybody's walking around there like it's spring. They have an extra step, you know, a little spring in their step as well on these spring-like days. But she also acknowledges that come April, they might be kind of kicking themselves when it gets super dry, when it continues to be super dry, let's face it. The other big story in the news today, a couple court cases that we're following in the news for you. We could see a resolution today for former SAS Party MLA Ryan Dometer. Now, we know he's in court, and his legal team at his last appearance expressed how they'd be trying for a resolution on this date to end it. This comes after a human trafficking sting in Regina, which police believe involved Dometer. He faces charges around paying for sex. His legal team wanted alternative measures, but didn't specify exactly what those would be. Usually, these are out-of-court options in which the accused acknowledges responsibility, but it isn't a guilty plea. This matter is in court a little bit later today. We will have the very latest for you in that. Now, as that case potentially ends, another court case, well, that's just beginning. Also around a now former SAS Party MLA, Moose Jaw Police just charged Greg Lawrence with assault and assault by choking in connection with complaints received this past June. He'll be in court on this next month. Lawrence? He will remain an MLA for now. He'll just sit as an independent until the fall election comes. He'll be done at that time. He's not running again. He previously announced that he would not seek re-election. Six 
622 on your Thursday morning. Still to come within the next hour, we'll talk to Real District manager, one of the managers that is involved with Frost Festival planning and things like that. Hey, we talk about the warm temps. It's creating a bit of a challenge for at least some of the events at Frost in terms of ice. And there is a lot to do with ice at Frost Festival. All of the outdoor rinks that they have in the city. I know that there was one specific event planned for a little bit later today, and it had to do with an 80s skate party. Dress up in your favorite 80s garb and then go for a skate. They've actually had to change that, according to the Frost Festival website. Now, uh, it's going to be an 80s dance party. So you can still wear that mullet wig. You'll just have to dance and not skate. So anyway, we'll talk to uh, somebody that can speak to us about Frost Festival and what else they're doing, uh, how else this warm weather is impacting them. Over at City Council, chickens, well, they got defeated. Yeah, that's right. There's a motion on the table for a pilot project to launch where you could have some chickens in your backyard. Hence, between three and six hands. It was going to be a two-year pilot project set to start this summer, but it got defeated. Now, actually, the vote was a tie. It was a split vote, 5-5. But in that case, it is defeated when there's a tie. Now, we're going to talk to Mayor Sandra Master. She's coming up on the show in about an hour and a half this morning. She was one of the ones who voted against it. I know some of the concerns that those who voted against it raised pest implications, worries about spread of avian flu, uh, the potential on the city's bylaw officers to have even more work. So I'll ask the mayor about that. We know Councillor Shannon Zakidniak had brought this motion forward. She's obviously disappointed, as you might imagine, with the outcome. Uh, she says that she might bring it up again, the same motion or a similar motion, after this fall's civic election. That is, if she gets reelected. And so, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I've kind of been split on this. Now, what I've heard more from people, just kind of out and about, is they didn't want it. Yeah, we did hear some people who pushed for it. We brought you tape, and we brought you stories in the past of a woman by the name of Amy Snyder, who had talked a little bit about it. On the avian flu issue, she had mentioned that, you know, the number of chickens that you would have in your backyard wouldn't be that many, and so she says avian flu, just because of how small the flock would be, wouldn't be an issue. So that's how she defended it. A number of other cities actually already have this. Edmonton, Calgary, even Brandon, next door in Manitoba. They have uh, some sort of urban chicken bylaw uh, in place. So I guess it can work in other uh, areas. But uh, like I said, we'll ask Mayor Masters a little bit more about that, the reasoning behind it, and if this could come up again in the future. Also hitting today, February 1st, welcome to a new month. There's a new law that is taking effect. This is a provincial law. If you want to buy tobacco or vape products, you don't have to be at least 19 years old. A bump up from 18. And as mentioned, that takes effect today. The Mo government, of course, first announced the change this past November, so we knew it was coming. 